You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Seen some smiles. <laughs> You're all looking good this morning. And um, if the smile is not yet on, don't worry. There is something God is doing that will bring that smile. Hallelujah. Can you put for me Psalm 126 verse 1? I hope it's 126. Put it on quickly. No, 126. We are singing it this morning. It says, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. I need to hear you shout some more. <laughs> We're going to read to verse 5, but I'll start again. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. I'm saying to you this morning, your mouth will be filled with laughter. And your tongue with singing. If your tongue was a little bit heavy this morning, before the end of the service, your tongue will be loosened to sing. Amen. And they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Amen. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. <laughs> Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Hallelujah. Can somebody jump up on their feet right now and say, I will. I will reap in joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. He says, those who sow in tears will reap in joy. <laughs> this morning... You know, when we're worshiping, that just came to me. So, well, pastor always says free of charge. So, that's free of charge. This morning, I'm going to speak to us on godly amnesia. On what? You need to be louder than that. The doctors in the house or anyone who knows will tell you that when we talk about amnesia, we're talking about you. Uh, losing your memory, right? Partially or totally. And God is busy in our midst, not necessarily for us to lose our memories. That's why I called it godly. <laughs> but what he's doing is such that you will not remember the pains of yesterday. What God is doing at this time and what God is wanting to do in your life, through your life, in the midst, irrespective of everything that you are seeing, everything you're going through, what he wants to do is to birth a Manasseh in your life. Manasseh means God has caused me to forget. And so you are going to give birth to a Manasseh. And when you give birth, you're going to carry your baby. And you're going to say, God has caused me to forget the pains of yesterday. He has caused me to forget my captivity of yesterday. Can somebody shout hallelujah this morning? 
Glory, 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 glory. <laughs> you know, sometimes we experience things, right? We go through stuff. And when we're going through them, and someone says to us, don't worry. In Nigeria, we say, ego better. I know you guys like when we bring some of those nyafu nyafu. Ego, and someone tells you to ego better. It will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it will get better. And you are thinking, when? How? I don't get it. With the kind of pain that I'm in, how will it be better? And when you say to someone, you will even forget the things that you went through. They said, well, maybe you have a problem with your memory. But I don't have a problem with my memory. I remember things. But listen, even if you have such capacity to remember when God finishes with you, he will cause you to forget. Amen. And the things he will do, let me tell you, the reason why you begin to forget is because of the blessings that he would unlock in your life. I have good news for you this morning. This message is not deep. <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't need to look for Greek and Hebrew meanings to what I'm saying. But I'm here to encourage someone by bringing the word of God. God is saying to you today, Manasseh is coming. Hallelujah. You know, when, when you're saying to someone, you forget. I remember, and some of you have heard this story, and I'll repeat it. <laughs> I remember when I... When I was pregnant, when I <laughs> conceived my first child, my daughter, Rahila, it was the most traumatic thing ever. <laughs> you, yeah, because, you, you know, you, you take in and you're celebrating and you're rejoicing. And I read up, I mean, Pastor used to say my pregnancy books, he used to call it my Bible, right? <laughs> because uh, I would read it more than my Bible even. I was reading all the time, wanting to know what to expect while I'm expecting. But I was in for some rude shocks. I mean, we know about morning sickness, right? <laughs> and from my reading, I understood, even at that time, that the fact that it's called morning sickness doesn't mean you can't have it in the afternoon, right? Yeah, Doc? Yeah. Even if Doc doesn't agree now, it's my experience. You're following. It's me. I experienced it. <laughs> I started and I was having morning sickness. How many times a day? And for a lot of people, they stop morning sickness maybe after, I don't know how many weeks. After 12 weeks. Um, yours truly had morning sickness until that girl came out. So you're thinking, maybe by the time I realized I was pregnant, let's just give and take eight months of being sick. Eight months of vomiting. Sometimes it was so bad that I had to go to the hospital and they had to put me on drip 
because I was dehydrated a lot of times. Constant vomiting. Meanwhile, I had mates who were pregnant and who were walking around like there was nothing fantastic about their pregnancy. And needless to say, it was traumatic for me. But thank God for the time when I was ready to offload. And I said, thank you, Jesus. This wasn't uh, an easy ride. And time to offload was no joke either. You know that labor that you are in, when you vow never, (laughs) never ever to be found in this same situation and position, it must never happen to me. And anyone who will be used by the devil... They should just look straight. (laughs) Anyone who will be used to send me back to the hospital for round two. I will say that person has not been born. But something happened. When I finished, when I pushed out that child and I carried her, I forgot. I forgot. I tried to remember the pain. I tried to remember the very things that made me so uncomfortable. I forgot to the point that I went back two more times. (laughs) I didn't remember. Let me read a scripture to you. The Bible says, John 16, 21. He says a woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish. It's in scripture. It's a setup. She no longer remain, remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. He says, a woman, even after all the anguish, the Bible says you will not remember. And the reason why you will not remember is because of joy. The reason why you will not remember is because of his blessings that you are holding on to. Now, if you were not carrying your blessings, chances are that you will continue to remember. And you will say, after everything I went through, I have nothing to show for it. But I want to announce to you today that after everything you are going through and everything you have been through, you will have something to show for it. The Lord himself will cause you to rejoice and he will cause you to forget the things that put you in anguish. This is the word of the Lord to somebody this morning. (laughs) This is the word of the Lord. He's saying to somebody, he says, even when you were rejected, even when you were looked down upon, he, he says to you, I will bless you in such a way that the ones who rejected you will come back and they will need you. This is my testimony right now. 
This is our testimony right now. We are in that place where we had experienced all kinds of adversity. We had experienced people rejecting us. We had people call us failures. They say you are such a failure. You cannot get anything done properly. And we were laughed at. And we were mocked. And there was pain. There was pain. And there was anguish. But we were pregnant. Even through all of this. We were pregnant with our Manasseh. To the place where God is causing us to birth something that will help us to forget. The very people that called us failures are the same people that say pray for me. And he promised you heaven and earth. <laughs> there is a joke. <laughs> Someone is crying. And <laughs> she was crying because this guy abandoned her. And she said, he promised me the whole earth. He promised me everything. And someone else said, if he promised you the whole earth, where should the rest of us live? <laughs> huh? That alone should have told you he was lying. He can't promise you the whole earth. That's just by the way. <laughs> what about us? <laughs> yes, he could have promised you and left you high and dry. Left you, hung, hung you out in the sun to dry. There are things that you have experienced and have been promised. There are people that you trusted. Maybe you even went into a business, whatever it is. I just have this word of encouragement to you. It's simple. Manasseh is coming. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's all I came to say to you this morning. I have nothing else to say but to announce the coming of your Manasseh. It is to announce and say to you that God will cause you to forget the things that you went through. He will cause you to forget the rejection. Listen, you will be in the same situation where, like Jabez, you were forgotten, you were called nothing, and then they came back for you. My God. And they came, I said, we need you, we need you, we need your help. Jephthah, sorry. Jabez is the one that said, oh, that you blessed me. Jephthah, our guy. You will come to that place. Where they say, come. But you were useless. But you were nobody. But you were vagabond. What do they want with you right now? Is it not because the face of the Lord is shining upon you? Is it not because the Lord is looking upon you and smiling at you? Is it not because he has turned again your captivity? He turned it to the point where the very people and the very situations that laughed at you turn around and celebrate you.
and celebrate. I've often talked about going from rejection to celebration. The one who was rejected will be celebrated. And I always say to people, especially ladies, you know, when we have our time. I say to women, I'm talking to the guys, just so you know, that when you do what you have done and messed up, huh? not you, you're a great man. When you've promised everything and you've decided, ah, and just kicked us to the curb. I always say to you ladies, I said, you make sure that when he wanders back, that you are still not in the dirt. That when he, uh, hello, I'm saying to our women, that when you, when you come back, or when you see that woman again, that she's shining. And, and ladies, I want you to know that you don't need to be bitter. You don't need, if you have been blessed of the Lord, you throw bitterness away. I'm talking to someone this morning. You may not know, you know, because you're sitting beside someone and you're thinking, ah, no, we don't have that problem. Listen to me. I'm talking to someone today who is experiencing one form of bitterness or the other because of something that has been done. Listen, if God has blessed you and you are still bitter and you're still holding on to what someone did to you in the past, I don't know if you're actually carrying a manasseh. If God, you cannot get up today and brag. And say, you know, I'm so blessed. God has done great things. Just look at them. They thought I'd be nothing. They thought, look at me now. It's not Manasseh you are carrying. When, when they come to you and say, I need, I need your help. And you quickly help them jog their memory. And um, by the way, do you remember? Do you remember what you said about me? Do you remember when you did this and you did that? Do you remember when you mocked me and you laughed at me? If that is your response, you don't know the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow. It means you need to be in the place where when things are happening, you will say, I will yet forget. God will cause me to forget those things that are going on. Why? Because he's going to bless me in such a way that yesterday's tears will become nothing. When you look at those that you were running with, and unfortunately for you, you fell. Yeah. And you were delayed. Yes. I'm talking to someone. Yes. You fell. Yes. And while others were going on, yeah. you were struggling to lick your wounds and to rise up. Yes. He's saying to you, I will so bless you yes. that you will forget you ever fell. You know, when people look at you and they judge you because you fail, yeah. 
They look at you and they say, if you were so spiritual, why did you fall? The righteous may fall how many times? But they will rise again. And so you may look and say, how did you even manage to stumble? By the time God finishes with that person, even you will want to be associated with that one. Yes. 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 He says, I will cause you to forget. Even when, you know the beauty of this? You will forget. The ones who mock you will never. Amen. You will forget. But the ones who said you will not amount to anything will never. In fact, sometimes you want to say to them, it's okay, forget. Forget about. Forget about it. But they cannot forget. God will cause you to forget. He will cause you to forget. It will be your experience. It will be something you will talk about. Amen. You will see it manifest in your life. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You just need to hold on, stay in faith. I, I love amen. the song. In fact, all the songs you sang, but there's one. Shout, the shout of the king. Your favorite song. Anela loves that song. I need you to sing it every week. <laughs> the shout of the king. There's some parts of that song. I wish I can bring the lyrics. Help me here. <laughs> For what you've done. For you are able. Till I overcome. When the sun is shining, I give you praise. In the dark of the night, I give you praise. When the battle rages, I give you praise. And I give you praise until I overcome. When we sang that song, I thought, Jesus, I give you praise. Listen to me. What will cause you to forget is the fact that while you are in the midst of it, you are still giving him praise. If you can rise up and give him praise, in the midst of your situation, he will cause you to forget. Glory be to God. I want to look quickly at the life of Joseph because it's Joseph that gave birth to Manasseh. Yes. It is let me tell you, not anybody can birth Manasseh. Yes. You are, the way I'm looking at you, you are a carrier of a Manasseh. Amen. Amen. The reason why I say not everyone can birth a Manasseh. It's because Joseph could have gone through all that he went through and cursed God. 
But he went through all that he went through. And held on to the word of God. And held on to the promises of the Lord. Yes, Lord. Let me try and read scripture here. Amen. Amen. I know, you know, you guys, we get deep words every week. And so you know the scripture, right? All right, let's look. <laughs> Genesis 37, you know the story. I will read it. 37 from 5 to 11. It says, Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. Have you been hated yes. lately? <laughs> you know how we cry about being hated? You know how we always want to be loved? Um, just be assured that you are beloved. Accepted by him. Because sometimes we can be so focused. And I've been there. I've been there. Where you can be so focused on who hates you. But they hated him because of his dream. Sometimes the enemy even possesses people to release hatred. Yeah. It's like a bad, you know, we just call it bad vibes. Mm -hmm. wow, yeah. No, they're giving off bad vibes. You don't know it's the enemy sometimes. Yeah. Emitting something. Why? Because he's been able to see something about you. Yeah. Wow. He knows where your life is going and if he can stop you, he will stop you. Yeah. But he cannot stop anyone here. Amen. He said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my, my sheep arose and, and also stood upright. And indeed your sheep stood all around and bowed down to my sheep. And his brothers said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? It's amazing they understood. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. Because if you had come to me and said you were seeing sheep and a sheep and a baby, <laughs> I'll tell you, I need to pray about yeah. it. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. But they said, really? Wow. Shall you indeed reign over us? Shall you indeed have dominion over us? When I come to you and say, the Lord sent me to South Africa. The Lord sent us here. And he said, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Amen. And then you say to me, shall you indeed eat the good of my land? Wow. It becomes your land here. Yeah. It's my land. What's my Zulu name again? <laughs> he says, shall, shall, shall you rule over us? We were here before you. Dare you yeah. think you can yeah. come yeah. and take over? Yeah. I've already taken yeah. over. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He sent me here. Yeah. Are you following? Yeah. He sent us here. Yeah. And he said, if I'm willing, you will eat. And I said, I am willing, so I'm eating. Yeah. Yeah. I am eating because I'm willing. 
Amen. Glory be to God. Don't be angry. Don't be angry. You have your own path. There's a lot of moving around that is distracting. Okay, so please. All right. You have your path to follow. Amen. Don't be angry about my path. You see, the interesting thing that they also had their sheaves. Amen. <laughs> they had theirs. Don't be angry with my path. He says, they said, so shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Keep going. And then he dreamed still another dream. That they hate you doesn't mean God has finished what he's saying. That they hate you doesn't mean God halts his plans for your life. Amen. And he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time, the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars bowed down to me. All right. So this one was clear. He said they bowed to him. And so he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your, your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? The last verse I want us to read. And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Amen. Now, when you don't deal with envy, it will cause you to become a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. It will lead you to all kinds of sin. Amen. Because they envied him, yeah. they started plotting yeah. how to bring him down. Yeah. And so this guy, at the age of 17, yeah. you know the story how they threw him into a pit and how he was taken out and how he went to Potiphar's house. At the age of 17, he was a slave. Is there a 17-year-old in this house? Can I just see you? Stand up, my dear. Come. Thank you. Come. I just want you to picture something because my heart breaks. Look how fantastic and cute. Think about him. 17. Imagine he's your child. And he was sold into slavery. This one. First of all, he was thrown into a pit. Imagine how he felt in that pit. Look at him, think about him. Imagine how he felt. Then he was taken out of the pit. And maybe he's thinking, hallelujah. You know what put you in the pit? It was your dreams. <laughs> you have dreams. You have some big dreams, yeah. He was taken out. And then sold as a slave and then when he got sold as a slave something happened Edith can you come Stand. mama the mama decided that this nice looking 17-year-old lad 
this one with a bright future. Doc, please come. Perfect match. This makes sense, doesn't it? But Mr. Potiphar went out. Mrs. Potiphar looked at him. I'm thinking, I need fresh blood. And Mrs. Potiphar looked at this child. I want you to picture it. Looked at this child. You, Mrs. Potiphar, you looked at this child. And you decided that he must lay with you. A child with a bright future. A child with the hand of God. A child that God has spoken over. A child that people were still going to bow before. Madame wanted him. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted you. I, I just needed us to have a picture. You know, I thought about it. I would have brought out my son, even though he's just a year older than that 17, and he's too tall. So you may not really picture him in the sympathetic eyes <laughs> that I need you to picture him. Are you following? To see this young lad. And he was thrown into prison that boy that you are looking at was thrown into prison and he stayed in there is there a 30 year old man here come on man I just, hello I want you to just picture I just want you to pick, because sometimes it helps you to see. You see, he's too fresh. <laughs> for 30 and for prison. But picture that he started off like that boy. And he stayed in prison until he was this man. Until he was this man. Do you think... He would have forgotten. Do you think he could have forgotten? Thank you. I just want to see a 30-year-old man. <laughs> Do you think he could have forgotten? First of all, that his brothers hated him to the point where they wanted him dead. Do you think he could have forgotten that he was a righteous man? That he did nothing wrong. That he did not deserve to be where he was. Do you think that for all the years he was in prison, that sometimes he didn't think, but what did I even do? Who did I offend? What was so grievous that my life has turned to this thing that it is right now? 13 years. But one day, God gave Pharaoh a dream that nobody could interpret. And God gave Joseph the interpretation of the dream.
Only Joseph could interpret that dream. His destiny was beckoning. His destiny was calling. His destiny that looked as if it was buried was rising out of the ashes. It was rising out of the dust. And he had interpreted dreams for the butler and the baker. And this guy was able to stand before Pharaoh. And when he stood before him, now you read the story and it's about a Joseph. Can it please be about an Uba today? Can this story be about a Chlyseka? I call him Lyseka, but it's, it's a lie. It's not Lyseka, it's Chlyseka. Can it be more real to you this morning? Can it be your story? Can it be you who has been incarcerated in whatever the situation or the problem was? Can it be you who has seen yourself in that position for the past 13 years? Or for the past, I don't know how many years it has been. And one day, one day, the king sent for you. One day, the things that God had been talking about shows up in your life. Tell someone, keep hope alive. You know, if that was meant to encourage me, it wouldn't have encouraged me. Say to someone, keep hope alive. The king will still call you. He's still going to call you. The things God has said, it will still come. It will still come to pass. It will still happen in your life. It is not forgotten. Even if you are locked up in the prison, destiny will search you out. It will go looking for you and it will pull you out of the prison and position you where you ought to be seated. doesn't matter the hole that you are in. And when I talk about holes, I'm talking about crisis. I'm talking about dark pits. I'm talking about positions and situations where you cannot move. Have you been in that place? Where you cannot maneuver? You, can, that you are stuck. Stuck. How can someone who was stuck because he became second in command. How did that happen? From being in a pit. It is because the word of the Lord had gone ahead of him. The word that God has spoken over you has gone ahead of you. And you will meet it. If it will take a Pharaoh to be disturbed in his dream. And need you to interpret it. You will interpret it. While you are in the pit. It may look like nothing is happening. When we were being insulted. And called all kinds of things. Ah, it wasn't pleasant. And it didn't feel good. And sometimes the enemy would even. Even confirm. You know, ah, confirmation. He will confirm that indeed. 
You are a failure. But you will forget. Amen. I remember, and I, I can tell it a hundred times, it's my testimony. I remember when two years my children were not in school. Whew. Because we just couldn't put them in school. We took them out. And it wasn't even fantastic, you know. We just couldn't afford it. And took them out and they were home. And I had some trying times, but I came to the place where I said, it doesn't matter, Lord. No matter. No matter what, I'll continue to serve you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They won't be failures. Uh, you have a path for them. They will follow that path. I don't know how it's going to happen because, you know, they're, they're not in school, but you will do something. And today I look and I'm trying to remember the pain of those days. I'm trying to remember when they could not go to school. I cannot remember the pain. I cannot remember it because God caused me to forget. How did he cause me? He made sure that he gave them the best of the best. Listen, when I begin to tell you the quality of education they are getting in terms of this circular thing, because you know, sometimes say, no, you know, it's not just book. Yeah, we understand all that. I'm talking book. <laughs> when I begin to brag about the opportunities they've been given, don't be angry with me. Don't be angry because it is the blessing of the Lord. When you knew they were not in school. You were not angry with me. Now that God has blessed them to be in the best of the best and to be anywhere in the world that they choose to be, don't be angry with me. God has blessed me and caused me to forget the pains of yesterday. And he's saying to you that I will so bless you and I will cause you to forget. You will forget the hurt. You will forget the pain. You will forget the times where you could not eat because you will have more than... Look at my problem today. Now we're trying to lose weight. Once upon a time, we could not eat. Is it someone who is not eating that will lose weight? I'm asking a group. It is someone who has more than enough. I'm going to end now. There was a lady in Nigeria. Some of you heard about her because it was trending. A bread hawker who was somewhere, I don't know, in some remote rural parts with her husband and two children and things were not going well. So they decided, okay, let's come out to the city. And she came out with her little two-year-old and she started hawking Bread on the head. Now, to hawk is not glamorous. I don't know about here, but I know, no, I mean, when I say I don't know about it, I know it's not glamorous anywhere. I'm just saying, I don't know what happens to them. But I know in her situation, and back home, they, my word, when you're hawking, all kinds of perverts and everybody touches you. Everyone wants to, you know, people who don't have a right 
to call you will call you. Some will say, come, I want to buy your bread. And she comes, they're not buying bread. They want to touch. And I can picture, I'm not saying it's her own personal testimony, but I can picture the things that she must have gone through on the streets, hawking, trying to make a living. And she continued this way. One day, there was a photo shoot happening. I think a UK-based whoever, rapper, I don't know who he was. They were shooting. It was a shoot, and this hawker was walking past. It was an outdoor thing, and she was walking past, and they were busy, and they captured her, but they did not know she was captured, and she continued. <laughs> and they started looking through the pictures they had developed. And they saw by the side. It's a true story. Google it. And they saw this lady, Hawking, who photobombed, who was there with her bread, and this celebrity woman said, I need this lady. I want to see this lady. She put it out there, social media, everywhere. Can somebody find this lady for me? And they found her. Olajumoke. They found her. And when they found her an illiterate, somebody that knows she didn't go to school and all of those things, but her path was already set. Amen. When she was being groped and all of those things happening, little did she know what was about to happen. She was walking past, captured, sought after, found, supermodel. She went from there, CNN, everyone went after her. Today, I think she was sponsored. She's in a school. I don't know right now the details. But I'm saying to you, do you think Olajumoke is sitting down and licking her wounds? Do you think she's sitting and crying? If only you people know what I suffered. She relocated her husband and her other child. She was truly, oh, this is, I'll say, she was truly the breadwinner. <laughs> My children will be like, Mom, <laughs> from selling bread, she was now the bread. <laughs> Just in case you didn't get it. I'm going to end just now. Genesis 41. I think I'll read. Let's see 47. Genesis 41. Let's see 47. Um, 46 we're ending Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh king of Egypt and Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt keep going 
Now in the seven plentiful years, the ground brought forth abundantly. So he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities. He laid up in every city the food of the fields which surrounded them. Joseph gathered very much, very much grain as the sand of the sea until he stopped counting, for he was immeasurable. <laughs> and to Joseph, there were born two sons before the year of famine came, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. But I don't mind reading Ephraim because maybe someone is pregnant with twins. And the name of the second he called Ephraim, for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Hallelujah. I want to end with this. There is something in your future. There was something in Joseph's future that erased his past. I want to announce to you today there is something in your tomorrow that will clear out, delete, eradicate, find the words, your yesterday. God will cause you to forget. Do you want to stand to your feet? This morning, I want you to celebrate. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www dot every nation midrand dot org